Hello everyone. Welcome to PXX Katha episode 2 where we give you a chance to tell your own story. We have today another powerful voice with us sharing that. Hi. Uh, hi Arya. Today um whatever you want to talk about the mic the stage is completely yours. So we know that it has taken a lot of courage for you to be able to share this with us. But it also shows how brave you are, and we are very thankful to have you with us. So there you go. Um, thank you for giving me this opportunity. So I wanted to share my story because um, I I know that this can help someone. Because after I went through this, my first instinct was I'm alone. Nobody will understand what I went through. Nobody can understand. Uh, I, I'm the only one who did this, and you know that it was my fault. I know. I know that's the stages of. recovery or grief or on what it's called but those are the stages that someone goes through um so my story is actually relatively recent which is why uh, i wanted to stay anonymous um so it was my first year of college and um i'm a south indian and my college is in north india so i don't i didn't know a language i had a huge problem fitting in and that's normal i mean you stick out like a sore thumb when you're not right. from that place so that's pretty normal all of that is fine people were fine i was getting used to it but then i would have I, ha- i would have trouble fitting in with the language and with the culture and things like that so i was vulnerable and at the same time i was going through um some problems with my family as well so altogether there was a i would say a big mess of things so i was vulnerable i was alone i was away from friends and family i was away from everything that i was familiar with uh so i happened to find a few friends and uh, one of them uh one a female friend of mine uh was became really close to me um so close in the sense we used to do everything together we used to study together we used to eat together everything was together you know and uh, it was i guess i guess you could say healthy for the first two or three months for two months maybe before it slowly started to shift focus um So I don't know how else to say it, but it was uh, eventually it became a very abusive relationship. So remember, I said that we used to do everything together. Yeah, it included yeah. sleeping together as well towards the end. So we used to do everything together. I used to wake up, make food for her, and by making food, I mean basically uh, she had manipulated me into being her own personal slave, which fulfilled all her needs, whether it was um, academic or hard. yeah, whatever. whatever she needed that included her physical needs as well uh, yeah so it was a very um i just i don't know i think what i really want to say is i mean we've heard stories like mine before it's not my first this one first time but i just want people to know things yeah i just want people to know a few things number one i think one reason why i was not aware uh i was not even aware that the abuse happened um so the abuse the what i was talking about went on for a few months and i think uh, one day you know i love watching all these documentaries and things like that you know this crime documentaries and all right. we all love watching it and we watch it in a very dashed sort of way like you know nothing like this could really happen in real life so one day i watched a documentary about um, nuns who are being sexually abused and i it was like a shock i looked at the screen i could not believe it because it it seemed like that nun was saying was taking things out of my mouth that was when it clicked for me that i was being abused up, up until then right. for those 3 or 4 months the abuse went on uh, i didn't even know 
that's how blinded, that's how much manipulation I went through. It was first mental, then emotional. And then finally, when you own a person's mind, you can own that person's body. And that's exactly what happened with me. So, um, so that's the number one thing, you know, um, that, you know, anyone, this can happen to anyone. I wasn't naive or I, I'm not the type that people would say is usually susceptible, typically susceptible right. to these things. But what happened to me? Um, and number two, um, the thing is, I think she is, um, I guess, I guess, I guess a closeted lesbian, maybe. So, it seems funny because now when I look back, I see it. But when it was happening to me, I could not see it. I thought this was normal. I thought she was my best friend. She used that. She used the fact that I was dependent on her. She used the fact that I was vulnerable. She used the fact that I was I didn't have a support system. She used the fact uh, that I didn't have a lot of friends. And she made sure that one by one, she broke down every bridge, every bond I had with other people. So towards the end of those three months, she was the only friend I had. Even today in college, I managed to ma make only one new friend. So that's how isolated I was from, that's how much she isolated me from everybody. So that, and that's, I think, typically what happens to victims uh, who have been mentally abused as well. They, they right. All their support systems are broken up one by one. So, I mean, it's, I didn't even know, I didn't even see it then, but I see it so that's, clearly now. That's all right. It's absolutely not your fault. We are does if just because we get manipulated doesn't mean we are weak, right? Even strong people can get manipulated. Yes. Even headstrong yes. and aware people, you know, is that this is new territory for you, like literally and emotionally and mentally, right? Yeah. So that's completely all right. It you didn't do anything to deserve it. First of all, you mm -hmm. know, even though I am aware that you have already told yourself all of these things, I'm going to say them because. As many voices tell you, the better, you know. So, first of all, thank you. And secondly, you are absolutely not to blame in any of this. I just wanted to say this. <laughs> Go on. Um, yeah. So, I think uh, I, I think there's another message that I want to give out through this. It's that if something like this has happened to you, uh, as you said, it's not your fault. But I spent, I think after my, um, after the realization that this happened, that was when the lockdown happened at the same time. So I had the chance to go home, come home, be isolated from everything and everyone, and then rethink all over again. So I could rewire all over again from the beginning. And that is when I realized that after doing a lot of research, I, I read articles, I, I read, that is when those terms came to me that, right. okay, this right. is what, people mean when they talk about abuse, whether it's mental or emotional or sexual. I don't know. And, you know, you don't think of these things, you know, we, every time you hear about a story, you hear it on the news, you read it on the news, it's so detached. It's like, oh my God, a tragedy happened. But you don't realize what that person went through. Did you go through it yourself? And for the first many months, I went through those, I blamed myself. And I think that was one reason why the recovery was so difficult for me. Yes, because I blamed myself for many months. I, 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 I thought I, I, I thought I had committed some kind of sin and I was, no. I was scared and I was, um, I, I haven't, I still haven't told my parents, um, because uh, I come from a conservative family and they wouldn't understand it. I mean, so yeah. So after many months, I confided in one of my best friends and he helped me recover. 
and he helped me, I guess. And yeah, so so to everyone out there, it's not your fault. Whatever your story has been, whether frontal abuse or sexual abuse or physical abuse, whether it happened to you when you were in college, whether it happened to you when you were young or when you were a kid, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not your fault. And my biggest inspiration was when I was, you know, I love to read. So I kept reading these random articles. And one day an article came up and about Oprah Winfrey and how she was also a survivor of child sexual abuse. So then I thought to myself, okay, she overcame that. She overcame the struggle that came with that. She overcame something at such a young age and then went on to fulfill her potential as a human being. I want to do the same. I want to do what I'm supposed to, what I'm meant to do, so that when I, when I as a great or celebrity or a, uh, or a renowned figure or respectful figure speaks up, it will be an inspiration to other women. Yes, I went through hell, but I'm back and I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep going down this path. And that's what, that's what I want to focus on. It's wonderful to hear you say these things because it's so important to tell yourself that you're, you're through it and you can do it. And you're brave enough than what has happened to you. You know, you are braver than what you have been through. And just keep conquering it all. It's so inspiring to hear you say it already just for me over here. And I'm very sure there's going to be so many more like me who listen to this. Even if there are three or 30 or 300, it doesn't matter. They are going to be inspired because everything you're saying makes so much sense. You know, we all have come across situations where we're new to a place. We don't know a lot of people and all of us are scared of the same thing happening to us. So what you're saying is so relatable, so true and so important to get there, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And the recovery process is really hard. I mean, of course, first you have to identify the fact that it's not your fault. Once you get there, that's when the battle, the real battle begins from there. So I spent a few months uh, venting realizing what happened, looking back and seeing all the red flags that came up, which I could not see. There were so many red flags. Now that I look back, it's not like it just happened overnight. There were so many red flags. And every time I set a boundary, she pushed it further away, further away, further away, till there was no boundary anymore. And uh, I don't know how, I don't know whether you want me to speak in a very graphic manner. I, I would prefer not to, but, you know, it's, it's small things. It's like, entirely you know, up to you. It's entirely up to you. So if you say you want to edit anything later on, we can. So no worries whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, I think a simple example for boundary was, you know, I mean, girls, we are best friends, right? So we just cuddle and do all those cute things. And I've done this with all of my other friends. I mean, we all do it. I mean, it's normal. So this, so she was my best friend. So we just give a hug, give a kiss and all that. So slowly that became a little bit more. And then if there was something that was uncomfortable, I would say, you know, that's just weird or don't do that again. She'd say, oh, you would judge me. I'm your best friend. Why, why are you judging me? Oh, no. So the blame would shift on me. So then I would look at me and I would think, oh, am I judging her for doing something? When it doesn't matter if you're uncomfortable with something, that other person should be receptive to that idea. Yes. Consent so, is for everyone. Yeah. It doesn't matter and, what your relationship is. Consent is for everyone. Yeah, and so this this sort of thing used to happen. So something that became something that was hugs and kisses or was cuddle, cute cuddle things or whatever, sort of became something more. Sort of became something more. It kept pushing the boundary farther and farther away till in the end, if I, to put it simply, it was blatant sexual abuse. And the person in it 
the person being abused that which was me i didn't even know i didn't even know and i think some part of it i guess now that i look back some part of it has to be blamed on not having sex education when i was a kid because i mean in my mind if a guy had done the same thing to me i swear to god it wouldn't have become this bad because those at least right. i would have seen at least i would have recognized this is sexual abuse at least i would have seen okay this is this is his intention i could have seen that but because it was a girl and because i mean i mean we all know what lesbians are but we don't know what lesbian sex looks like for example yeah you understand okay. so you see you see how blurred those lines are so i never yeah. thought about it i never saw it but then eventually i realized okay this is how people like that express their sexuality and that eventually i don't know it, it didn't it didn't click for me and oh, that now that i look back i realize now that i look back i realize that if i had proper sex education as a kid if i knew okay these things also exist this is how people express their emotions their sexuality if i knew known that i would have maybe recognized what it it for what it was but i did and i i think a big part of that of course even if i did have all the best sex education exactly. work, she had manipulated me to such an extent where no matter how you know i wouldn't have seen it so so yeah even even with sex ed even with um, even with sex ed even with a close relationship consent still matters so when you said no that should have been a sign so don't blame yourself in any manner don't don't think that if you had known better this wouldn't have happened because it's still not your fault you know this is on her you said no you said you're feeling uncomfortable and she kept on pushing so that's not fair you know that's not mm-hmm. fair to you so it's it's not on you in any way whatsoever and it's not on your education either that being said sex ed is horrible in our country and mm-hmm. what you say what you said was very true about we don't know what anything else looks like you know and we are told to associate mm-hmm. a certain gender a certain mannerism with sexual assault so we tend to blame ourselves when we feel assaulted in any other way mm-hmm. and i think that's probably what happened in this case but it's still not your fault because mm-hmm. what you're doing right now is really brave i'm saying it again because it's true and i just I don't want you to blame yourself in any way whatsoever, you know. <laughs> no, nothing at all. Please, if there is anything else that like, you want to continue, please do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, we all heard those graphic stories before. I don't think that's what anyone here needs to hear. I everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about, but I think people should focus more on the recovery. So I I just yeah. like to spend a few minutes on my recovery. Um I just want to say like, you know, so the recovery process like I said, guilt getting over your guilt guilt uh, getting over the fact that it's not your fault that's the first step but then the battle just begins from there and uh, there was a lot of things that needed to work out things from my childhood as well so there was a lot of emotional baggage the hurt the inability to trust another person i i was unable to trust uh, other people for a very long time and even now um uh, only like two of my best friends know what happened and then you guys so um yeah so building trust again realizing that it's not my fault realizing that i still have potential i mean all of these things came but then uh like you know um i don't know whether i should give a trigger warning or something but uh there was a time like for a, i don't know the, towards i would say the like, while recovering um there was a time um where like there were a com- couple of times when the pain was too much and i uh, 
you know the suffering i don't know how to explain it in words what that suffering is like but then uh like it's so heavy it takes over everything in your life you are not able to study you're not able to smile you're not able to laugh all in your mind it's, it's such a heavy burden uh so there were multiple times when i felt like i couldn't go on i couldn't live anymore and there were times when i com- contemplated suicide but thankfully i never took that step because uh, if you ask i don't know how it is for other people but for me every time i thought about suicide and i thought about it seriously not just like a random thought it was i thought about it seriously i even like sat down i was like okay i'm going to text my parents i'm going to say all of this to them i'm going to text my best friend i'm going to say all of this to him you know i i'd even planned out you know it was like that but then then i just i don't know i mean it's i don't know who to thank for being alive today but the, like just when i'm thinking like it's gone it's over i'm going to go then it's like a slight show of like memories in in my mind of all the good times that i had of all the friends that i had my parents of my of my best friend all the faces okay you have you to thank you have you to thank you have been strong enough to get through this you have you to thank your self and your soul has saved you through everything that you have been through and you're so valuable yeah so yeah so that faces and those memories would come back and then i thought no i cannot do this to them and can't do this to uh, the people i love and that's what kept me going for a while till i realized you know uh yeah i had a lot of things to work out and those suicidal tendencies have stopped thankfully uh, i've overcome that uh now i'm in a phase in my life where i'm just trying to uh, work on myself and invest in myself and i'm so happy to hear that because you deserve it you deserve to be heal you deserve to recover and it's going to be tough recovery is always tough but you're going to get through it there is going to be a day where you just look back and you're just over it and you can do it you know this will no longer bother you one day and yeah. all of this will just be a bad experience that you can leave behind and never blame yourself for it yeah yeah i agree i mean i want to i want to fight and you know um every survival out there is a fighter just the fact that you're alive i cannot tell you the the courage and the bravery it takes to get out of your bed and choose to be alive because i've been through that and it's horrible i mean there is no reason inside for you to just to live with such a burden you know when you're in that phase so if you're in that phase if anyone's in that phase just know that there's so many reasons to be alive and i don't want her to win i don't want her to take away from me my life and my potential and and you know i'm going to fight it through and i want if anyone in the in the audience or whatever has has been through something like this either as a kid or now just know that you got to fight you you have to make that choice to continue living and to um push through push through till till you get through and it's always toughest just before it's just before it's yes, finished better. the last lap is always the toughest lap so you ha- i mean 
and the thing is no one can save you no one can save you except for you i mean you can take therapy you can take your friends support you can do all of that stuff but you still have to work on yourself you you only you can push you through so i just want to i just want to give that message out to anyone uh, hearing this and to anyone who's who has a friend so when i told my friend about what happened to me it was his first experience he had never experienced this before i mean he he didn't know really um and so to those people i just say just just be supportive just believe survivors when they tell you do not judge them just be open and just listen to them that's all they need just listen to them just be supportive of them that's all that's all you need to I, do and uh, no please continue and yeah uh, and just just give them one just one small reason to be alive and they'll take it because when you're in that phase you're just looking for that one lifeline that one light and yeah that's right. you just need to just be supportive yeah yeah there are there are and there always will be a thousand reasons for you to stay alive you know not just for others in your life but for yourself for everything that you owe to yourself all the experiences that you should have you know everything that you should experience that is wonderful in life you need to be alive for that more than for anyone else you know they keep you going they keep you strong but you yourself you reach this level on your own which is just so miraculous to hear you know your story is beautiful it is the story of your recovery that is it's it's beautiful it's really courageous and glorious i would say that you have read articles on your own which have inspired you you have had negative thoughts you have had serious thoughts and you have overcome them you've come so far and we're all really proud of you like at project expect i arya i'm very proud of you and i'm very happy for you to be able to have first of all to have a friend who you can talk to to have family members who love you and who you care enough to think about when you're feeling low because it's important and you have that and i'm so happy for you and i'm so proud of you for having that also what you have shared it takes a tremendous amount of courage and bravery to share that i would compare it to going to battle except i would say going to battle is easier because your fate is in someone else's hands here you have taken your fate in your own hands and you chose to share this with us just to inspire others and that is such a wonderful deed we're eternally grateful for this thank you so much thank you for giving me an opportunity to be here and yeah this hope it helps somebody overcome because this is all too common you know this is just way too common i mean you just open the new news channels or whatever it's just too common too many stories like this and if i could if i had this if a genie came came and gave me a wish i'd say i want to be the last girl like me i just want to be the last person like me because this can happen to men or boys or whoever or gender you know um it doesn't depend on gender it can happen to anybody but i just want me to be the last person to go through something like this so yeah so this is my way of making sure that one step we are one step closer to making that happen we are i think for several i mean this was 
wonderful and yes what you're saying it's going to happen because believe it or not you've already inspired me you have already um shown me that recovery to such a great extent is possible that you know you can overcome your darkest days that every storm is going to run out of rain and thank you so much for that this genuinely arya is there anything you would like to add um i think we are all very very happy at project excess that you came out and talked about this and i know we are of no um we are at no position to give you any advice any um any kind of consolation but as long as you know we're all really proud of you and we're all really inspired by you and i hope um for your sake and for ours and for every other individual in the world that no one has to ever go through this something like this ever again anything ever again yes and i think it's very um dehumanizing or like um it's it's a kind of you you're making someone a dis- disabled by um doing something like this and it's it takes a lot of courage to get that power back that you have um and i hope that everyone in the world who has been through this or anything like this or anything smaller or bigger gets the courage and the power to take take their life their choices and everything that they believe in in their own hands and decide on their own future for themselves and not let anyone else affect them so i'm really happy you came up and you know opened up and talked to us about this and i'm really grateful and I'm, i hope this has been able to provide you with some kind of relief some kind of uh, closure i guess to you know just finally take a breath that okay i'm i'm fine and i just hope it 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 gives you that i just hope this has been able to give you that and i think at the end of the day we would we would hope for that that's all even if it even if like arya said even if this reaches 3 people or 30 or 300 or 3000 whatever the number may be i am sure all of them are going to be inspired and primarily i hope that you are proud of yourself yeah well, i'm getting there <laughs> i know it's going to you have another too. reason to be right now add it to your list of reasons to be proud of yourself <laughs> so um i think that brings us to the end of this episode thank you so much for sharing with us once again and we really hope whoever listens to this will be inspired by your story and if god forbid they are through some similar situation they will be able to realize it and get themselves out of it be safe and i think they'll have you to thank for that so i re- i really hope that you know that you have had an impact on people who you don't even know and as you said i am a stranger but i am still impacted by your story you know and there will be many others so thank you so much for sharing with us today and if you need anything at all you can always reach out to project xx we are more than happy to help you and we do have a list of any resources if you want so just don't even hesitate to reach out to us okay okay thank you thank you so much